0: Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Good morning, afternoon, morning still, okay. Um, wow, what a day already. It's awesome to be here with you guys. Um, it always is. It's a privilege and honor to be able to come and share Um just the father with each other and be able to reminisce and think about what he's done in our lives together. And, um, it's a really, really cool thing. And I'm excited to get to do it with you guys. And it's, uh, just these last few, really the last month and a half, two months have been exponentially, um, greater than any time I can remember really in my own life personally. And in this house, it seems like there's a real fire that's happening in each and, of, each and every one of us that's not just happening here, but it's happening in your home. It's happening in your life day to day. And that's really when you can start seeing the progress is when you start seeing yourself change. You know what I mean? When you can recognize you've changed, like that's a big deal. When you can look in the mirror and go, man, I've changed. Like some things are different. I don't have the appetite for things that I used to have an appetite for anymore. And I didn't even know I didn't have it. Because I was so locked in and focused in on Yeshua. He just took all that away. See, it's not about what you're distracted by. It's what you're attracted to. So he's teaching us how to turn one thing. And if we can turn the one thing, we'll change everything. And the word is affection. He's turning our affection In the Father's direction, with healthy zeal and healthy praise, preparing the way for the ancient of days. Okay? That's a little riddle rhyme I get. Sometimes I unpack them, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just want to confuse you (laughs) on purpose so you can go back and unpack it. Because I'm not really here to make you feel good. I'm not here to preach more than... really Really, I'm here to be a conduit, and be flexible to move and go how he wants me to go. And if it means a good message, great. If it means a riddle, great. If it means a prophecy, great. If it means silence, great. I'm learning to appreciate it all. Whether it's a mighty rushing wind moment, whether it's a still small voice moment. Hello? I'm not dictated on how big the moment is to, to understand how important it is. His still small voice is usually the most common way people hear him. And there's not a lot of people who hear the audible voice of God. And when it happens, it's usually one or two, three, four, five times in your life, right? So what's the most important thing? The still small voice. Learning how to heed the witness of the still small voice. I I use this number Loosely, but I would say ninety percent of how we hear God is uh, is that way. If it's that big of a chunk of it, how important is it? I think a lot of Christians love the ten percent, but they don't really honor the ninety because the ninety doesn't look as fun as the ten. Uh, man, I wish I could have that other mic. It's all right. I don't know what's going to happen today. I'm just glad some people showed up, so thanks for coming. You can't activate until you participate. I say it a lot, but you came and you showed up. That means you're ready. If I call on you, you may come up. You may not. I don't know. Just be ready. Ready in season, out of season. That's not just for preachers. That's for everybody because we all preachers. Every one of us in this room are priests unto Yahweh, and really we're finding now what it really is to be in the ministry. It's not a title. I don't need a title. I need an identity. <laughs> We've gotten in the church age, we got wallowed, swallowed up in titles. And I love titles when they're needed. But when they're needed, they're needed. But when they're not, let's move on to what was coming. And that's called more of him and less of titles. Less of things. Um, those things keep you in a box. They're, they're made to keep you somewhere until the time. Until. Say until. Until the time. Until the time. I'll give you apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Until the time. What does that mean? That means to me maturity. We're growing. We're looking in the mirror and go, wow, I've grown. Hallelujah. So anyway, it's just good to be able to come today. I'm glad you showed up. Really, honestly, truly, I'm not disrespecting the virus at all. I think it's important that we heed it, that we... um, we're cautious with it, but we're not in fear of it. So um, I've been watching the news a little bit, not much. I don't really watch any, a lot of TV, especially now that sports is off. I'm like nothing. There's just like nothing going on. So I'm just ready to hang out. If you want to hang out, let's hang because I ain't doing nothing. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, like there is no sports right now. It's really weird. I've never even lived through a time like that. Where there's no golf on Sundays? Like, what am I going to do after church? That's all I do is watch. I love watching golf. Anyway. Um, But I do respect it, honor it. I know that that it's something that, um, you know what it does for me? It just re-identifies me again. It it, it makes me more aware of who I am. Like Eva was talking about, owning the identity that we are when these circumstantial things blow in our lives. How are we going to respond to it? Are we going to react in fear or are we going to respond in grace? Yes. There, there's two windows to operate out of. And it's, it's up to us to choose the right response. And most of the time, you'll not respond unless you ponder. That's I mean. And the world we live in today, we're quick to jump and talk. But we're not quick to shit, sit down, shut up and listen. So therefore, when we talk, our words fall on deaf ears. There's nobody to hear what we have to say because we haven't been hidden long enough with the one who has something to say. Amen. Ben, that's a good word. Hallelujah. So my, my point here is get still before him. And especially right now with everything kind of quietening down in the world, it's real easy to do that now. So just let all, especially with school being out, jobs being closed, things happening to me, it's just another invitation to go in a little deeper. I don't look at what's going on. I look at what he's doing. I'm not distracted by the distraction. I'm attracted to him. And my attraction is so deep, I can't be distracted anymore. My affection has been turned in the Father's direction. And when my affection is turned, I have nowhere else to go. I have nowhere else to go. Where will I go? Who do you say that I am? Where will I go? I can't go anywhere but with the one I've turned my affection toward. And I'm leaning in that place of affection to have His direction in my life point me to where He needs me to go. Amen? Amen. Um. So Mark is with Damon today, um, with the revival in, um, <clears throat> South Carolina. I've been watching anybody watch that this week at all. It's been good. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, they've, um, started up again Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Mark is there. We wish him the best. I know he'll have a safe trip back today or today, today. So it's good to, I talked with him last night and we just had a good time on the phone, man. Just revelating back and forth. He's lit up. I'm telling you, he is lit up. Oh! (laughs) Like, me being lit up is kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're always kind of lit up. But when you get a guy like Mark, who's got such a revelational teaching thing, and that little prophetic wind gets on him, man, it's just like, ah! I love seeing a quiet guy get loud. one loud guy getting loud, okay. But a quiet guy getting loud, okay. Something's happening to some people who are quiet. Something's happening to some people who aren't quite as loud as the other loud people. But there's something moving on the inside of them that they can't anymore contain it. they got to get it out. they got to get it out. Anybody waiting to let God get out? Ready to let the King get out? Ready to let the Helper get out? Let him get out of you. He's in to get out. He's out to come in. He's in to come out. He's out to come in. You notice a little rhythm here. There's a there's a beautiful tennis match of grace happening with the Father and you on a daily basis. You're just hitting it back, and he's hitting it. And you're I'm telling you, that's what it is. He's got to have you in the game. That's why you know the only reason he formed you is to talk to you. I don't know where I'm going. I ain't even started. But I feel the wind and I'm going with it. You know, the only reason he breathed into you is to fellowship with you. Man, when you think about that, guys, I got the passion translation this week. Come on. Mark called me in last week before he left. He's like, come on in. I go in and talk to him a lot during the week here. And um, he said... I got the New Testament for you, and I got Genesis and Isaiah, the Passion Translation. So I'm excited. <laughs> I hope y'all get into it. It's good. I've been in the King James for a long time. My favorite version actually was the New American Standard. That's my favorite version. I love that version uh, more. Most of all, probably because it, I used my dad's Bible for such a long time, and it was an NAS. So I just kind of hovered into that, and I love it. But then I got into the King James, and now I'm going to the Passion. So. It's called progressions. We're moving, right? I don't just leave the King James behind. I'll just add this on to it, right? You don't have to get rid of everything, by the way. Foundation is still the foundation. It's still here. We're still standing on it, and we're grateful for the apostolic and the prophetic that gave us a rhythm, gave us a childlikeness back again, gave us an ability to embrace the identity in the two and not the title in the five. I love titles. They got me to the identity though. The five plus the two. Now Damon, I agree with Damon. He says it's really the fourfold because the pastor and the teacher are kind of one. But just because the Bible says it and it works for my analogy, <laughs> I'm going to use five. And I've used it before, and Yahweh gave me this years ago. And he said, You're moving into your seventh day. You're moving into your completion. Seven is another word. Is that a little echo there? Seven means shalom seven is completion. So I step back. What to do? I don't know. Um, speakers, um, give us grace. By the way, we're all learning. This is all very new for, we've been in this building like a few weeks. We're, 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 my dad just, we're getting the kinks out. We're getting things worked out. So even in this time right now, just allow it to be open. Cause I'm going to be that way. If you don't like that, then bye. So I'm just saying, that's gonna, I'm gonna, I have to be that way to be myself. And I'm not going to get up here and be anything but me. And I'm going to be organic and fluid in how the Father's created me. And if, I know, if, you knew, if you know how he's created you and designed you, you won't be bashful in being that. Now, if you're a little more peculiar like I am, it's going to be hard for you to embrace some of that. I'm telling you it is. I'm 38 years old and I have looked back at my life going, man, I, I, sometimes I wish I worked it. At TJ Maxx as a count guy and just doing my regular thing because I, I just I just don't know about all this. I'm just is, but I, but y'all always like yeah right. No, you don't. You're called. Many are called, but few choose. I was called and I stepped into a place of choosing it because I wanted it and I desired it, even though it was a little scary to me and a little peculiar and a little prophetic. And you know, prophetic people they always say are weird. Well, I lived with my dad for 28 years, 29 years, and he was very weird. Not weird in a weird way, but weird in a God way. I like what Mark said. We're not trying to be weird. We're just being who, who we are. And sometimes our identity can come out in many flavors and many colors. Right? So, so allow the color to hit you however the color wants to hit you. If the blue's talking today, if Mike's talking, the spirit of might, see already had it, had it. So just let it hit you. I mean, I'm not going to get lost in space today. But I'm, I'm realizing the more heavenly I am, the more earthly good I am. And whoever came up with you're so heavenly mighty, you're no, no earthly good is just wrong. Sorry, you ain't right. Shabbat. So I'm not trying to be weird for weird's sake. I'm just owning my identity, which means it's a little—it's a peculiar path. It's a peculiar path, and I've accepted it and owned it and said yes to it. So I'm just stepping fully into that and just letting it hit me. And I don't know all what that means. I just know that that's what I'm supposed to do. And so, amen. Um, so today, I'm going to try to branch out a little bit on what Mark's um, been talking about, um, really what we've just been kind of in a swirl with since Damon's been here and what all he brought to the house here. Um, when I get a chance to speak, I try to line it up with what we're talking about already, and then there's permission to add on some things as well um, that I get through the week. Um, but more than anything, I just like I said last time I spoke, I just want to stir you to where you leave here changed in, in a subtle way or a big way. I don't care, really. It's as long as you're changed and you know something's happened to you in this moment. I honor this more than anything in my life. I, I put it on a real high um, platform and look at it and really honor it and look to it and seize it. And, and I don't have to work at this as long as, I'm, as long as I'm working in the relationship with him. And if I'm with him in relationship, then this will just flow. There'll be an ease to this that won't, that will happen out of that intimacy that I have with him. So when you look at me up here, you're just looking at an intimate one who's a burning one, who's now ready to give that out to people who have it, give them more of it, and ones who don't and give them something to start with. That's it. So I hope I do that here. I hope I do that when I go to lunch today with somebody at the restaurant. I hope I leave something behind that they can taste. Hello? Hello? I mean, I believe in that. I believe when you sit down at a restaurant, it's important. I believe the conversation is important. But when you leave there, what you leave behind is just as important than, as what you brought in. Because what you brought in and stayed with stayed and went with you. you see what I'm saying? There, there's a there's a leaving behind and out of and a going forward. But you can't go forward until you leave some things behind. And some of its goodness, some of its not just bad things. We're leaving pockets of glory everywhere we go because of who we are. So just allow that to be, um, just your awareness to be heightened, not just in this moment of church, but in life. I'm going to talk just a few minutes. I'm not going to probably preach as much as I'll just talk a few minutes. I know none of y'all believe that, (laughs) but I actually think I'm, I'm on, I'm on point here with what I want to talk about. I want to just speak about rest. I want to speak about the, the number seven, Yahweh's day of rest. I want to go to Genesis 2 if you want to turn to your Bibles. And if you got a Bible, if not, you got an iPhone or whatever, you can go there. Genesis 2, we'll start there. I'm going to read out of the Passion just because I just got it and I like it. And I'm also going to kind of try to parallel that with Jacob's ladder. So Genesis 28 and verse 13. These are verses, um, this one especially, Genesis twenty-eight, thirteen, and Genesis 2, 1. Um, these are verses that Damon brought to our attention when he was here, and I just want to just talk them out a few minutes here and just give you some nuggets that Yahweh gave me, and then we'll pray and we'll get out of here. Does that sound good? All right. Y'all okay? Okay, all right, good. Um, I want to just read a few things that, that were from Damon's message that I have here. Abram, under an inferior covenant, changes a curse into a land flowing with milk and honey. Through personal transformation, what should we be doing in Bay County? Abram, under an inferior covenant, changes a curse into a land flowing with milk and honey through personal transformation. Through personal transformation. One man's transformation can change the planet. He's doing a big thing one person at a time. And he's looking for worshipers who soak and wade and come out of shade to rain waters on desert places. The shade is His secret place. The shade is the intimacy that you have, the kisses that you have with the Father. The shade is the covering of His surrounding presence. It's enough shade for you. It's enough shade for your kids. It's enough shade for your grandkids. It's enough shade for their kids. It's enough shade for their kids. It's enough shade shade it's enough shade. It's enough shade. One of my favorite verses in Song of Solomon says In his shade I sat down and took great delight. In his shade I sat down and took great delight. I want to talk a minute about the word delight. And I, f- I felt Yahweh pressed me to talk for the, about this for just a minute. Not just for the corporate body, but for, for, for men especially. There's something in me that has a want to for men to step into their place. There's something about me that wants a man to own the intimacy. There's something in me that wants a man to step out of his rigidness. There's something in me that wants a man to step out of organized engineering, how it's all going to look. There's something in me that wants to help a man step into a place of vulnerability. There's something in me that wants to help a man step into tenderness. There's something in me that wants a man to be okay crying for hours. There's something in me that wants a man to be okay dancing by himself with no one watching and dancing when there's 120 people watching. There's something in me that wants to relate a story to men that I have lived out personally in my life from the day I was born to the day that I'm seeing me today. There's something in me that wants a man to step out and take his place. Not to just pay the bills and have it all figured out. Not to just be the muscle in the room. Not to just be the strong man in the room. I'm glad you got muscle and I'm glad you're strong. But I want you to be more than just strong and full of muscle. I want you to be full of mercy and full of grace and full of tenderness. That at a moment's notice when a wind comes in, you can break. There's something in me that wants to help a man come out of his shelter come out of his safe place, come out of his comfortable zone, come out of his routine working nine to five and going to get this and that and making sure all the dots are dotted in the T's are crawling. All of this stuff is is good, but, but what is needed now? What is needed now, Martha? What is needed now is a man that will just sit with two knees on the floor at the feet of Jesus and just sit there in stillness without anything having to be done. He's content, 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 content to put two knees on the ground in front of the two feet in front of Him and just simply surrender, 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 surrender. There's something in me that's got a burning in me and a Babylonian system of busyness, of getting things hurried up and quick. And we got to get this thing done because think people are waiting on and We got to hurry, 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 hurry. And I just hear Father go, no, 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 no. Be still and know that I am Father. There's something in me that wants to help everybody, men, women, children, come into a place of why you were put here. The whole reason that Yahweh breathed into you, breathed into dust and made a human being. Have you ever pondered that right there? You did what? Glad you asked, because I'm going to tell you. Genesis 2. Let's just start with verse 1. But no, let let me read why so I don't get confused here. Yahweh God scooped up a lump of soil, sculpted a man, and blew into his nostrils. <laughs> what? Seriously? That's, that's what happened. Yahweh God sculpted, scooped up a lump of soil, sculpted a man, and blew, say blew. He blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man came alive. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it happened, right there. A living soul. You know your soul is the borrowed breath of Yahweh? <laughs> You're living on a borrowed breath that he gave you. You woke up today because he'd let you. Yeah. Man, that'll give me thankfulness. Man, that'll make me joyous. I'm not dead today. I woke up alive, fully bright and bright eyed and bushy tailed and ready to go wherever He's calling me to go because I'm alive. And the only thing I got to do is shine. I just got to get up and rise and shine. That's all I got to do. I ain't got to do a whole lot. Just get up. Just get up. Can you get out of bed? That's the question He's got for you today. If you can just get out of bed and learn how to take a stand and begin to walk out of that place of rest that I'm calling you into, my son, so you can work effectively and efficiently in the area of influence that he's continually enlarging in your territory. There's a reason why it's the Rock Bay County. It's permission for new territory, Damon said. That's prophetic. Joseph Mark did not even see that when he said it. He changed the name before he even knew that. Hallelujah, it's a prophetic man willing to take a, a, a stand and change a name. Now, it's not the biggest thing in the world, but is it? See, it's still small voice, 90%. It's, it's, it's not the big moment, see. See, if we get caught up in the big, we're going to lose the day-to-day lifestyle of a worshiper. We're not going to have fire inside of us. We'll pretend with it. You can only pretend so long. When the fire is real, it'll be the, either, either be hot or it'll be, it won't fulfill its fullness. Yahweh you know, scooped up a lump of soil, sculpted a man, blew into his nostrils, the breath of life, the man came alive, a living soul. My soul, my mind, my will, and my, my emotional, right? How I think, how I feel, all of that Is under the spirit. All of that is under the umbrella of the perfect man. The seventh day man. The spirit of you. There has never been a time when your spirit man has not existed. Don't let this be weird. Let it be real. Your birthday was not your first day. So if you had bad parents and you were abused you're okay. You can get healed. I remember speaking this one time, you can't get healed. A lot of people can't get healed rightly because they're referring their first day as their birthday and they're not going back far enough to get the inheritance that they, that was theirs to begin with. So no matter what daddy did to you or mama did to you, they weren't the first daddy to you. And if you can lock in with that, I don't care what mom and dad did to you. And I'm telling you, if, and, and if you had a good mom and dad, stand up and, and let that be known, but help others who didn't find their place of orientation. And it did not begin on your birthday. As much as it was great and awesome, we celebrate and have candles and cake and all that, great. But it was not your first day. Jeremiah clues us in a little bit on what this means. And he says in Jeremiah 1, verse 4 through 5, 6, and 7, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. What? Huh? What? So, whoa, well, whoa, well. Before I formed you in the womb, before you were procreated, you were already in him. <clears throat> man, doesn't that make you want to go back and get it? Doesn't that make you want to go back and catch, rewind back to what that was? God, dog it, man. I'm telling you, let me go back and get it. Let me go back and taste again. That's why the word remembering is so important today. Remember who you are. Remember your identification today. It all started in the seventh day in a place of rest and completion. Where there was no circumstance and there was no adversity and there was no anxiety and there was no stress stress test and there was none of this stuff it was just complete whole of the day, you and him walking and talking and talking and walking, that's what it is. And if you're trying to find something grander, there ain't. That's as grand as you'll ever get. Walking and talking with God. That's it. If you don't want that, then go to church somewhere else. But he's calling a special group of people in a certain special place to come into a certain special arena to expose a certain special glory for such a time as this. Yes, come on, ah, man, I'm glad the few we got are rejoicing, there's a lot out today, we speak life and blessing over them, live stream, we're glad you're watching, I hope you are, you should be, we bless you, honestly, there's a lot out, we speak life over, we us got a good group today, I love our house, I love the organic part of our house, I love the free flow of our house, I don't even, I, when Mark asked me to preach, it's just like, okay, let's go, I'm just, I'm in the I'm in the river. I'm not in a lake. I'm in a river. He didn't call me to navigate the water. He called me to jump in. So I'm just jumping in off the diving board today. If you want to get on the diving board and get your feet, you know how you do when you get the diving board, you just get, you get a little bounce and you jump in. Get your bounce and jump in. Ha ah, man. I'm telling you, this is coming alive in me. If you can't tell, then you're looking at the wrong one. Because I'm telling you, something is coming alive in the people who have found their arena. Who have found their top of the key. <laughs> They're at the top ready to shoot a ball, I guess. Man, I need a water bath. Can I get one? There, I got one right here. Look here. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> completion. Say completion. Say seventh day. Say shalom all right, I'm going to give you a riddle here. I'm going to unpack this riddle for you because you always told me last night, said, do a riddle and kind of wow and then, then, then unpack it. I said, okay. All right, here we go. Sometimes I get back home when I'm done. I'm like, what in the world did I do out there? And you know what? I'm good with it because I'm not identified by no title in the five. I'm identified by the identity in the two. Let me tell you what that is real quick. Remind me about the riddle, shalom. What it is, the identity is five-fold ministry. I'm good if you got a gift and anointing, come on with it. Own it. Walk up here and let's do it. But your identity, Yahweh did not call you Apostolic Ben. He didn't go, Greg Cash is my prophet to the nations. He didn't go, um, Andrew Tench is my evangelist extraordinaire, can preach to millions of people, and he's going to be the next Billy Graham. No, he didn't do any of that. I'm glad for those people who did it, and we honor him and bless him, but there's a completion coming that only happens when you step into your identity, and the identity is what I'm about to tell you. The five plus the two is the king priest. You were born a king and a priest to him. That's your identity. It's called another thing you could put there is worshiper I like to use worshiper and king priest. That's like my two, my three little things I love. That's just like my identity. That's just because it's all wrapped up in there. Priest is worshiper. Priest is one who comes before the father and comes before the father with for people. It's not just for yourself. So you gotta step in for people. That means literally put their shoes on. That means that's what it means, put their shoes on. Wear wear their sweat, wear their blood and tears. That's what it means, literally. You step into what they wear. That's what priesthood is. Priesthood. I see some of y'all don't believe me, so I'm going to go to Revelation. And I'm going to just read you this little verse. We ain't going to get nowhere today. (laughs) Um, King James, glory to God. All right, Revelation 5, verse 9. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and you have have redeemed us to God and by your blood. And of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, listen to this, and have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. So if you're looking for a quick ticket out, I don't know what to tell you, but that ain't the way to go. It just ain't the way to go. So identity is the two and you can't fully step into the two till you come through the canal of the five and the earth we live in. So, the leadership was meant to put there for an until. The until is when you own your identity, you own your maturity. Doesn't mean you leave that behind, it means you carry it with you. You walk into perfection, the shalom of who you were called to be. You know what you do when you step into the seventh day? You step into Yahweh's day. You step into the day that He blessed and sanctified it because He rested in it. That's why He said He blessed it, because He rested. He blessed and sanctified the seventh day, not because he did a lot of work, but because he rested. He blessed it because he rested in it. He'll only bless what you rest in. And his greatest job, his greatest um, work came out of his rest. As great as the six days were, the greatest thing came out of the seventh day. What did Yahweh do after that? We just read it. He made you. His greatest work came after he rested. His greatest work came after he rested. After he took on the fullness. You take on the fullness of the seventh day. The rest. And what that looks like in the first phase of that is sitting down with him and looking at him. Oh, man, I feel good. Here, going back to the men again. Y'all, we brought this back to me. He goes, a lot of men, <clears throat> and even women here too, that they see intimacy and they really desire it. Now, this is not sarcasm at all. They really want it. They really do. Now, I'm not saying they got to be like me, just be wild and crazy and just be super, I mean, or anybody else that's just free and cries and balls and laughs and dances. And That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for you to find your own niche in that. And most people look at it, especially men, and go, as long as it's out there and I'm here and I can kind of enjoy when I want it, I'll I'll do it. But Yahweh's calling us into a deeper realm of that. And I feel like he's taken the old lenses of yesterday off and allowing our men to see intimacy in a way where they won't get scared of it. And here's the answer for why you, or here's how to do that. A lot of people want to delight but you'll never learn how to delight right until you sit long enough to let him love you. And this is where most men can't, can't do it. I'm telling you, man, I feel this. God, help me get this out. Most men can't sit still. Now, I'm not picking on men today. I just felt this from the Father this week about men. And he's given me an opening and a door into men to help people come into who they are. And the reason why you can't feel okay with intimacy is because you have not let him love you. And if he can't love you right, you'll never be able to delight in him right. You love him because he first loved you. And we're not getting delight right because we're not stepping into a place of letting the Father lavish his love on us. And the way that happens is by sitting and being still. See, most men want to know an answer. They don't that's not good enough for them. That no, that ain't that can't be it. I'm not doing anything. I'm not productive. There's no results. Time's a-wasting. I'm sweating. Bills aren't getting paid. Things, I got, no, I can't sit here. What? Yes. He's calling us into this place of being seated in him so we can be still long enough to let his love lavish us in such a way that we'll know how to delight in him. And delight is the most exciting thing you'll ever do because it's childlike. It's really what I like to call the childlike delight. It's the delight that comes from the innermost being of your belly. And in the, in the biggest time of love you've had in your life, when you get the giddies and the fields and all of that kind of stuff, whether you fall in love with somebody, whether you had a baby, whether you get a Christmas gift, whatever those moments were in your life, they're just full of delight. Take that and multiply it a hundred million times. And that's what he's looking to give you so you can give that back to him. So I think that's a good tip. If I have to say so myself, you're struggling with delight because you don't know what it means because you haven't let him love you. And if you don't let him sit with you long enough to, and sometimes it means no, no, no tears, no nothing, just being still and owning that. To the point where you don't have to have goosebumps to make it effective. It doesn't have to be a over oh, a god wow mighty rushing wind to be a good secret place moment or to be a good worship moment, right? So we're stepping fully into that, and I think the the, the way to see that clearly is stepping into this place of completion, stepping into this place of full rest, and. Um, I want to talk just a minute about what we, when we step into this place of rest, Shalom, Seventh Day, and we sit to let him love us, and then what happens after that? Well, the first thing that happens in that place of letting him love you is your imagination begins to open up. Your creativity begins to expand. But it will not expand and open up until you're still long enough to let him love you. There's no other recipe for it, guys. That's it. And I'm a witness and a testimony today that it works. Seven years ago, January, I hit my rock bottom. Has anybody had a rock bottom moment in their life? Just me. Okay. (laughs) Well, seven years ago, I had a moment and I'm seven years... And this, this moment celebrates that time. And I'm, I'm a witness to what it means to be still and to let him work on you. And for two years, there wasn't any preaching. There wasn't any singing. There wasn't any wow moments at church. Man, did you see that? This, that, and there was nothing but me in a room in my mom's house at 28 something years old, not feeling real good about my self-esteem at the moment. Just everything kind of just going wrong. And I just ain't happy. My dad died. Just relationship lock, Just a lot of stuff just not good. And I was just done with myself. And the first thing he says is not go and delight in me. It's go sit down and shut up. A little less aggressive, but... In other words, you say you want me, but do you? And if you do, you'll do this. You'll set the intentionality first. When I was in school, high school, I didn't have to have God come speak to me to go study for my math test. I knew I had to study for it to take it to get out of that grade. He's teaching us what that looks like now. If he has to tell you every moment to go do something, then you're not walking in the relational journey with him. And the only way you know how to do that is by being willing and vulnerable enough to sit in a place and just go, Yahweh. To be honest with you, I am not hungry for you. I don't even want to read the Bible. I'm bored when I read it. I don't like to pray in the Spirit. All this stuff. I've, I've been through church. I've had all this stuff, and it's just it's just not the same to me. Let me tell you this. There's a reason why. Do not grow weary in well-doing as in the Bible. There's a reason why. Because we grow weary in well-doing sometimes. And I'm telling you, he's wanting to breathe on that, that part of us that's, that's brittle and that's not sharpened and not, not soft enough to receive more of his goodness. Amen? So we're sitting down, letting him love us, the word delight, stepping into this place of rest to let him teach us how to, Let him teach us how to love him by letting him love us. Let me just read this verse. Genesis 2, I'll read 1 and 2, and then I'll read Genesis 28, and then we'll be out of here today. And so the creation of the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, Yahweh had completed creating his masterpiece. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. So Yahweh blessed the seventh day and made it sacred because on it, he paused to rest from all his work of creation. He blessed and sanctified the seventh day because on it he rested. And his greatest work came after he rested. You. What will your seventh day allow you to create? What will your seventh day allow you to step into? As great as the six days were, they weren't as good as that seventh. Because on it he rested, and after he rested, he breathed into the dust. He breathed into your identity as a king man, kingdom man and a, as a priest before him and before people. And as a worshiper, full of fire and full of oil, full of wine to serve at any moment's notice. Stepping into the place of completion. Stepping into the place of my identity as a kingdom man, as a priest, as a worshiper, so I can step into the two greatest commandments of all and love him with every fiber of my being and love my neighbor with the same love. And that's what he's calling us, inviting us to. This place of learning what it is to step into our full identity to receive the shalom that comes with the seventh day there's nothing to add and there's nothing to take away. It's complete all by itself. And that's the invite today for you. To step into a place of being seated so you can be sent. But most men and a lot of people around us want to be sent before they're seated. You'll never stand as a tree until you're sent from a father and you'll never be sent from a father until you're seated as a son. There's a lot I want to talk about today, and I'm seeing it all in my spirit right now, but I feel like I just want to remind us today how important it is to sit down with him and find and own the two, the identity in the two, the five plus the two, the fullness, the seventh day, the wholeness, the shalom, that will fill our home and allow us to sing new songs that don't go on and on with no power on it, with no ear to hear. This is it. And so the creation of the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, Yahweh had completed creating his masterpiece. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work, and Yahweh blessed the seventh day and made it sacred because on it he paused to rest from all his work of creation. I've got a lot here. I'm going to kind of take that and match it with Jacob, 28, with the latter, but we won't go on and on today. I just feel super moved today and super excited to see what he's calling us into and that we're not stuck to yesterday anymore. We're not having to look back at how good it used to be because we're so caught up in what it is now. And that's what we're doing. No one looking back is fit. That means you're not physically fit to handle the glory he's about to breathe on your shoulders to carry into the earth. Can somebody say something? The riddle. Yes. Oh my god, this riddle. It's crazy. I don't even want to say it. it's so funny. It's just kind of whatever. it's it's cool to me. You need the homegrown shalom. Now, when I say home, think this. Don't think you're home, although it can be your home. But when I say home, this is your home. You need the homegrown shalom living in your home. Because you've been singing the same song too long, holding heaven hostage at home. Do Anybody understand that? You can probably pick it out, but I can unpack it a little bit for you. It's pretty fun to say it pretty fast. It's kind of like a rhyme or like a spoken word thing. You need the homegrown shalom living in your home because you've been singing the same song too long holding heaven hostage at home. Ah Shabbat. That's just good right there. I I need to just say that again. Kanye West up here. He's serving Jesus. I'm happy he's doing it. Come on, man. I ain't mad at him. So let me, let me break it. You need the homegrown. That means you need it for you and it's got to come from you to be natural. You can't cross-pollinate it. You can't pick somebody's stuff and get it for yourself. Ah, you can't. Oh, he preaches good. Let me tune in. Eh, wrong. Let me get around this guy. No, you can Most things are caught more than they're taught, but there's a personal transformation he wants to do in you before you ever try to go get it from somebody else. You know where that happens? Being seated, looking at him, nothing happening. Most people don't want to do that. I'm telling you, they don't. I know. There's a lot of friends of mine that should be, well, should be around me more that aren't because they're busy. Busy with good things. Martha was busy with good things but there was one thing needed and it wasn't a sandwich. It was the two knees at the two feet. That's what it was. So I think some of us are still looking, well, where's the next answer coming? Where's the behind door number three? Here it comes. That's it. Seated as a son, sent from a father, stand as a tree. That's my message I was going to get to. It ain't nowhere near it. But that's all right. I'm good with today. Amen. Amen. And amen. <laughs> so homegrown, shalom, living in your home. So you don't sing the same song too long. Holding heaven hostage in your home. Because heaven wants out. Do you feel, man, I feel that with every last fiber of my muscular system. I'm telling you, I feel something going on inside of me and it's changing me and I'm alive to it. Amen. Stand if you will. Stand. Hallelujah. Yahweh, thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to come together again and just rejoice in worshiping you. Thank you for teaching us what it is to come into rest. Come on. Thank you for helping us, teaching, it, teaching us what it is to come into a place of two knees at the two feet, two, ne- two knees at the two feet, teaching us, the rabbi Yeshua, teaching us about coming in and owning our wholeness, our identity and the rest. And we know those six days were great, but we know they were not like the seventh was, and they were not like what you did after that day when you made us. And we honor you for that. We thank you for breathing into the dust and forming a man to stand in the land, to recalibrate And reform the earth back to its original intention. A king and a priest owning the land, owning the territory, where he has so much power that Yahweh brings you the animals and tells you to name them. That's. Not found in a title and a fivefold. It's found in identity and the two witnesses of the king man and the priest man and a worshiper who will take that shalom and move everywhere they go will move with that rest, move with that frequency of shalom. I'm telling you, there's a frequency of seventh day happening in this house. There's a frequency of shalom, seventh day, a circle. There's a circular thing happening in us, and this circle thing is getting ready to turn upside down. I'm telling you, what that means is Jacob's ladder. I'm not Shabbat. I'm telling you, it's a seventh turning. That circle is turning upside down, and Jacob's ladder is called ascending and descending. And I'm telling you, that's what's happening. And a people who can own the sitting down with the Father to be seated as a son fully so he can step into this new place called delight, wonder, and not be scared of it, not be timid by it, but fully embrace it for what it is. And out of that, we can rule and reign the earth and make the earth look like heaven, which is who we are called to be, what we're called to do. Thank you, Father, for this day. Bless everybody in their week. Amen. Thank you, guys, so much. Bless you. Thank you for listening. For more information on the Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.